0: I said, are you ready for the Survivor Series? One, Who will survive? Two,
1: three. Means nothing. nothing. means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm
0: talking about
2: all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream Give you a show like you have never ever seen before. Why? Because I can.
0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 16 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Steve Fountas, and I have my guest host back this week hey it's
2: eric eric
0: what's <laughs> up eric was sick had horrible allergies was a medication oh, all this stuff
2: terrible yeah i felt like crap
0: and uh i, I mentioned last week like he can't i kind of like swung it i'm like hey you want to record he's like no, nope, feel like shit <laughs> and uh i had an interview playing with kb so I'm like, well, i have to record a show and then i asked my other friend pat I'm like do you want to do it and he's like yeah and then like an hour before he's supposed to come on he's like i can't make it something came up i'm like man what that. a jerk so I just had to uh, record the show myself, and it was okay. It was just awkward talking, so I'm glad I have someone to
2: talk. It to. It was pretty entertaining, though.
0: Yeah, you're okay with it. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, good. Except you,
2: you like at the end, like oh another story. Yeah, at the end, I didn't know how much time was left. I thought you were really, I thought it was your last story. Yeah, yeah. You got to back away from the mic a little
0: bit because you're oh, like I'm screaming. You're fine, but you were like, ah, oh, my microphone.
2: <laughs> I thought you were on your last story, and then I looked at the thing. There was like eight minutes left. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Oh well. It's like two stories, two short stories in the end.
0: Yeah. But anyway, that's the theme of this week's show. Again, it's going to be more fun wrestling stories part two. Uh, We're going to have a special guest come on in the middle of the show. It's going to be a little bit awkward because I'm actually interviewing him after we record today, but in post, I'm going to put that interview in the middle of the show. So we'll say, here's our guest, and then I'll play it. And then, so I'm not going to know what he says. So we'll see. Hopefully he doesn't say anything too crazy.
2: Yeah, hopefully he doesn't tell the same stories. Is us? Yeah, <laughs> I kind of doubt
0: it. Uh, guys, if you want to, you could follow us on Twitter at ppw podcast. Send an email to ppw at gmail.com. Find us on SoundCloud, Positively Progressing Podcast, as well as your favorite podcast app, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Pod Buddy app, all those all those fun apps. We're on there. Uh, to our guest today, I'll just go ahead and say it, it's Kerry from, uh, W from squared circle guy, WWE skirt circle guy guy. He was on before he's always front row at all the shows. He was on for our WrestleMania show, telling us stories about being front row for shows and having, I guess, good times and, uh, meeting wrestlers and things like that. I don't know what he's going to talk about because I haven't recorded the interview yet. So hopefully he does fun shows. Uh, also this is part, I guess the second reminder to everybody to take part in the, Positively pro wrestling podcast. We're going to do this artificially. Mega giveaway, giveaway, giveaway. There's been, I think, a handful of entries so far, and I think like, I don't know, like 12 entries so far, I think. And basically, here's all you, so have that to... you
2: got a good chance to win. Yeah. The odds are low. Yeah, right now they're low. So uh,
0: what's funny is last week's episode had a bunch of plays but no I guess nobody cares about the mega <laughs> giveaway it like had a lot more plays in the last couple of weeks yeah I think it's a lot of it's because KB from KB wrestling reviews uh, posted a, on his website like hey I was on the show it was fun to take a listen so that helped us out a lot obviously yeah. but anyway here's how you win the Positively Processing Podcast mega giveaway I gotta stop doing that there's Couple all you have to do is follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast, follow KB on Twitter at KB Reviews, and follow today's guest carry on Twitter at WWE S Q D circle guy, WWE squared circle guy.
2: You got it right the first time.
0: I did. Last week I was like Squared, what the fuck? You're like that?
2: SQD, W I, I don't know. Let yeah, me look we'll, this up. We'll figure
0: it out. Uh, but follow all three of us and then tweet me a screenshot proving that you do, and you're automatically entered. That's all you have to do. How do you do that? Like, how do you take a screenshot at, with your phone?
2: No, no, no. How do you look at, like, how do you get the three together that you're following? It's
0: just, it's just three different pictures. Oh, okay. Three I different thought you were, screenshots. No, <laughs> I thought no, it was one. No, no, three different screenshots. Okay. Uh, and you're, you're automatically entered, and I will announce the winner next Wednesday, we'll say. So next Wednesday, I'll announce the winner, and I will sh- announce them on Twitter, shoot them a DM, get all of your info, on how to send you the prize. And it's a fun little prize that I happen to get from WWE Shop, so I'm passing it on to our listeners very nice yeah and Eric's like what the fuck did I get I <laughs> get the prize Who, me? <laughs> yeah you oh no I don't care <laughs> uh, Eric Eric used to be my hookup for WWE shop he used to have the like unlimited discount code
2: oh man that was the best like, 50% off and it was on anything well almost anything yeah not championship titles or big big ticket stuff but if a shirt was on sale for nine bucks what are they usually 24 bucks uh so if it's on sale for 10 we can get it for five
0: yeah we like order, we had text like ready for an order he's like all right let's get let's get this order going so it's like a 300 order for like 100 bucks
2: yeah. and then one week it just
0: stopped working yeah i think that guy got fired or something you had like an employee's <laughs> discount code yeah that's bogus. He's like, hey, that I gets fired. He's like, hey, asshole, you ordered a lot of stuff. Hey, where's my
2: new code, Dick?
0: <laughs> you ordered, no, he gets fired. You ordered a lot of your... Look at all the shit you ordered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get in your bell. He gets fired for that. He's like, you want to order Ultimate Warriors wedshirts. <laughs> <laughs> like, cleared stuff. Yeah.
2: That would have been a good uh, side gig, but I don't know too many people that, like, want to buy stuff. Yeah. Like, like, like clearance side. WWE shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in, like, the garage sale groups on facebook you
0: could could have been like a huge if it worked for the title belts that could have been oh yeah no yeah but it didn't oh well all right you ready to get started today's show yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right guys today's show is fun wrestling stories part two you kind of got the gist of it you've listened to it last week if you didn't listen last week if you're subscribed on itunes or just find us on soundcloud you can listen to last week's show episode 15 fun wrestling stories part one and you want me to start this week Eric, or do you want to, you got to start Well start one of the it.
2: things I wanted to talk about was um the countdown from last week that you were talking about like the the pay-per-view you know, countdown Yeah like yeah. like, like yeah. the uh yeah it's like the th- like 60 minutes or 30 minutes yeah. the closer it got the more anxious I got to order because I'm like I'm not going to order it. I'm not going to order it. the more they made us Alex it would like be the best thing ever I was really going to order it. and there was times that I'd really order in the last minute <laughs> Really? <It's laughs> yeah Todd got you. Oh, he got me a couple times. That's funny. <laughs>
0: Um, I, I, like I said, my parents would have killed me if I paid forty nine ninety five or whatever it was at the time for a pay per view. Yeah.
2: I was I'm a little bit older, so I think at the time I had a job, so I would pay my mom or dad the thirty bucks. Even or 40 if I bucks.
0: think I agreed to pay, they'd be like, "No, hell no!" Because like my mom, so how, the bills in my house is like my mom pretty much took care of everything, and my dad always jokes he was like, "I deposit my check, take out my 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 cash, cash little, for the week, he was
2: like, wham walk around money, right? Exactly."
0: And he's like, and she took care of it. He's like, I went to the bank every Friday. Put the check in, and she took care of the rest. So, yeah. I think that's why like she had like a budget set, and even if I agreed to pay, that like threw off her checking account budget. She's like, nope, not gonna happen. Um, but yeah, that I, I'll show you. I, I'll show you if, I, if you get a second um, after we're done recording this, like the actual countdown show, because it's a total mind trip from. Being in my basement watching it and remembering that type of yeah, thing. and I've
2: recently well not even recently in the past couple of years I've looked just looked them up on YouTube and watched them mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah it's cool that they're on YouTube <clears throat> not all of them are there and like most of them that aren't there are on Daily Motion stuff so it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to find it
2: and they would do the match breakdowns and show highlights and you know what happened four weeks the build. ago yeah, yeah yeah
0: like I said it's pretty much like it is now with the, the countdown shows on the network except they were like you gotta buy it right now and I wonder if they did something like that now. I don't know what channel they could do it
2: on though. Like, if they do it, they got to be in that little, um, like that little room with the TVs and mm-hmm. what was that room, like a control room? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be here now,
0: you're gonna miss it all. Uh, another, this is a fun story that I had. I didn't get to last week. I didn't get to a handful of them. Um, I mentioned meeting guys and, and meeting wrestlers and stuff like that last week. i meeting a couple people, and KB talked about meeting guys. Um, one guy I met was, this was after WrestleMania 24 in Orlando. I met Mick Foley at the airport. It's just a funny story how I met him because we were in the line for, I guess, the McDonald's at the airport. And it was me and my buddy Eric and my buddy Dan. And like, all of a sudden Dan's kind of looking over and he's like, he's like, I think that's Mick Foley. And, like, Mick Foley kind of made eye contact him and smiled, and he was missing his teeth. Like, this is Mick Foley. Mm. So we went over and talked to him. Like, hey, how's it going? You know, nice to meet you. And he was with his two kids, and um, so we didn't want to, like, ask for an autograph big stuff. And I go, hey, can we grab a quick picture? He's like, yeah, no problem, guy. Sure. And, he, like, he took a quick picture. But what's funny is he blended in so well with, like, just airport guy because he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and sweatpants yeah. and, like, flip-flops. So he just like a normal in. Joe. <laughs> yeah. And what was funny was, I don't know if you remember this, at WrestleMania 24, during the like the Make-A-Wish thing, they had Kim Kardashian out there like talking about the Make-A-Wish Foundation for the show. And my buddy Dan's like, what the hell was that crap? Why didn't you go out there? He's like, and Mick Foley didn't know. He's like, what? They told me they weren't going to do anything. Kardashian did it? He's like, <laughs> I would have done it. <laughs> like some type of thing. And then um, like his kids were like asking him for a half meal, so we kind of let him go, Like, all right, I'll see you later, guys. And he kind of gave us the big thumbs up. And then, unfortunately, I think we caused a little bit of attention because we turned around and all of a sudden people are – it was like a, uh, like a field trip group. Like I'll take pictures of them, like like a zoo animal. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, but he's like, all right, Hey guys. All right. I'll see you going to get some food. So and they, they left him, but it was a fun, positive interaction because we weren't, I didn't want an autograph. I didn't want to, Hey, sign my 28 by tens. All that other stuff is just, Hey, you're going home with your family. What's up? And a quick, quick little, uh interaction with him yeah and, um, that's pretty cool yeah he's a, he a nice guy too yeah
2: when I first started watching wrestling one of my first memories is probably Jake the Snake Roberts and when I lived in Joliet there was uh, Pro Wrestling Blitz as an independent show so they had contracted Jake the Snake to be there he's the main guy on the poster I'm like oh like I want to see yeah, yeah I want to see Jake the Snake Roberts then there's all the the local town I don't know who any of them are so we get our tickets, we go there, and it's just in like a gymnasium. I'm like, oh, this is a cool experience. <laughs> so we're, I walk what in. What year is this? Uh, not that long ago, 2013, I think. Okay. So he's after, he's done, I, I think he's kind of in the middle of the DDP and the rehab and stuff like that. So he's in good shape at that point. So we get in, I pay my ticket, and there's a line of people, and it's just your typical wrestling fans, wrestling shirts, standing in line and just waiting for to get in. And Jake the Snake walks in with his handler. And he's got his sling, like his sh- his shoulder's messed up. And he's doing the bag and really like selling the whole shoulder thing. Uh-huh. At first I'm thinking I'm like, okay, I'm a smart wrestling fan, his shoulder's not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then as he's moving, I'm kind of watching him, he's grimacing, he's Give me that. Give me that, you faker. <laughs> 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 right. And I'm like, Well, maybe he is hurt. I mean he is kinda older and he's doing this kind of stuff and he's you know, his his facial expressions, like he's either frustrated or whatever. So at the end of the that little Interaction. I'm like, well, you know, maybe his shoulder is hurt. Then I get his autograph and that kind of thing. And as the show's going on, uh, the last part of the night was a wrestler, Mr. 450. He's kind of been a little bit through TNA and NXT over the years, but, and another wrestler. So they're having their match. It's a ladder match, all this kind of stuff, big hype. And at the end, uh, Ronaldo Piven is the manager of this Zach Thompson who's going against Mr. 450. Okay. So Zach Thompson and and Ronaldo go in and start to beat up Mr. Four Fifty, who's the good guy. So Jake the Snake comes out, still in the sling, he comes in, slides in the ring like, you know, he's he's hurt. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's trying to help his his good guy friend. And um, then another dude comes out and then the three kind of corner Jake. And all of a sudden Jake slips the <laughs> slips the um the sling. The sling. Slips yeah. The, yeah, slips the sling off. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he's not hurt. So he got you. Yeah. And then, you know, he's throwing the jabs. He's doing uh-huh. the finger twist in the air. DDTs, pulls out the snake. I'm like, holy shit, this is Jake the Snake. <laughs> so, I mean, that was a real cool moment. And then he does his little heartfelt speech, you know, thank the fans. You know how he talks. He's really, he's, like, he's, he's really quiet. Say,
0: Here, hold on, I'm into my Jake the Snake. Yeah, do yeah. your
2: Jake. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't want to live anymore. It's not fun. It's not funny. <laughs> a lot of gum. <laughs> yeah. Smacking his so, he, you know
2: how he's really quiet, so the crowd has to get quiet, uh-huh. because uh-huh. even though he's got a microphone, he's got a PA. That was
0: Kurt Jake the Snake, by the way, not like 1990 Jake the Snake, where he's actually good. Where he's, yeah. My impression of him.
2: Yeah. He's <laughs> so quiet, so everybody's got to be super quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Uh-huh. So, he's doing his little speech. All of a sudden, this one drunk guy's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody is horrified. Because you just told him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're too excited. You're blowing my, my headphones out. So, he said,
2: <laughs> so this kid yells, fuck you, to Jake the Snake Roberts, uh-huh. a hero of mine. Yeah. Probably a hero to many of the people that are there. Uh-huh. There's little kids there. <laughs> so all of a sudden, everybody starts chanting, throw him out. Throw him out. Uh-huh. It's just going on for like a minute. And Jake gets it, settles everybody down. Everybody's got to get quiet again. So he, <laughs> so he can just pretty much embarrass this guy, <laughs> you know, shaming him for talking like that in front of kids and this and that. He's like, throw his ass out of here. And everyone's like, yeah. And then they're doing the Daniel Bryan yeses because that was kind of really popular at uh-huh. the time. And then you just see the side door and the door slams. Everybody's like, yeah! <laughs> He's outside waiting for Jake. <laughs> yeah, it was probably the, the best nights, <laughs> that I, if I remember. Like, oh, just a stupid, like... It depended Joe and Joel yet. Now yeah, you, and it was so much fun. Did you get
0: to meet Jake or was it like an extra cost, like a hundred bucks to meet him? It was Joel? like
2: twenty or thirty bucks to get an autograph, and his handler was kind of just really skeevy looking. Yeah. And I didn't know if I should just give him the money and then he would lie to Jake and say I didn't pay him. He's like, he had that kind of look. It's like I'd rather just give the money to Jake. Yeah, right. But yeah. he signed my uh what is it? I think his Pick Your Poison DVD or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. So he signed that for me, which was kinda of cool. So there you go. it was fun. That's good. That is, <laughs> fuck
0: you. Oh, bro. my God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> guy's like, this is my big moment. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. you so the
2: funny thing is I'm in this Facebook group, and Pro Wrestling Blitz still does almost monthly shows, so I I shared a recent poster in the group, and one of the guys is like, yeah, I used to go to those shows. He's like, I was in, there were two groups, and you could tell that they were like 10, ten buddies, and they always went, because they would have like, banners and t-shirts made up for their little uh-huh. clicks yeah and he's like yeah i used to go to that show i'm like oh no shit and then we started talking about you know the jake show he's like yeah i was there too <laughs> i was the guys fucking- <laughs> yeah no i'm like were you were you one of the guys that said that he's like no that was the other guys <laughs> <laughs> that was
0: their rival group
2: yeah pretty much
0: the independent shows are awesome i've been to a, a couple I've been to ROH shows um as far as super tiny independent shows like that, like Pro Wrestling Brit Blitz or what's the other one around here? Like Um, there's, there's like, AAW. Yeah, AAW is the other one in LaSalle all the time, there's right? There's a
2: couple other ones that like, yeah, crash yeah. test wrestling and
0: Yeah, they're fun. Um what kind of sucks is like ROH has kind of priced themselves out a little bit. Like it's like forty bucks to sit like I don't know on on the non general mission. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. kind of expensive. We're at the Chicago Ridge, like Civic Center guys. You got to pull the basketball hoops up to get in here. Take it easy. Yeah. But it's still fun um, with the crowd shouting and everything like that. It's kind of like that at NXT shows, it seems. Um, Like when I went to the NXT show at the what was it? The the porch theater. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how it was. People shouting, wrestlers back and forth shouting at each other, which after a while gets annoying. Like, all right guys, you're you're not that funny. Take it easy. Yeah.
2: The Ring of Honor shows I thought were fun because, I mean, there were just certain things that you do that, like, I think noticed NXT is starting to do NXT crowds. Yeah. Like, they're like, wrestling, like out of nowhere. This whole crowd's like, wrestling, or, I think, if they're if they're uh, counting like one, two, it was like two. NXT's
0: pretty polished too, as far as their their, their in ring work, their production, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I'm amazed about when I've gone to Ring of Honor shows is like guys are like cutting themselves and stuff and like bleeding. I'm like, this is a house show and like. 400 people are here. Like, that's yeah. nuts. Like, What are you cutting your head up for? But it's not like it's going out on DVD or anything, but they did, so yeah. good for them, and I guess give, good for them giving us our money's worth.
2: Were there cameras at the ones you the... Yeah,
0: they had, like, a boom, like, camera or whatever, yeah. like a crane camera, yeah. so yeah. I, I got to go to an pay per view once, and that was the one where, this a few years ago now, and it was, like, they had the invasion angle called, like, The Scum, and if you remember mm-hmm. that, it was, like, Matt Hardy and, and Rhino yeah. and, and all this stuff, so... What was funny about that show is this is just a fun memory that we have. Um, so people aren't familiar with it. Ring of Honor, when they say they're coming to Chicago, they go to a suburb called Chicago Ridge, which is probably about 25 minutes south of downtown Chicago. And the way it's set up is it's literally in a civic center like gymnasium. I'm not joking when I say that. That's what it yeah. is. And the their locker room for these guys is literally just the back room of the place where there's like – Weightlifting equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going up to the show, and the show happens, and it's fun, and you know, the, and it ends like goes off the air on pay per view with the scum like destroying everything, like, destroyed the ring, handcuffs the guys, beat the hell out of them, and then they just leave. But the problem is, like, when they leave, like, oh, we have to get back in the locker room. Yeah. So they walked out the main door, <laughs> and then they're like, you see him come in and, like, walk just right past us back to the locker room. Yeah. It was a little awkward. We were joking. They're like, yeah, Matt Hardy's going to get in his 98 Saturn, hop right on Harlem, go to
2: his <laughs> fucking muffler,
0: bust it out. <laughs> Pulling the Polecat's Gentleman's Club just down the road. Yeah. Get some tail. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but now look at him. Now he's back in WWE and in front of WrestleMania, and potentially the broken Hardys are coming back yeah one of my rumor one
2: of my notes i have is from a ring of honor show it was march 8th 2014 uh, ring of honor raising the bar night two because they did night one in milwaukee which i think they do sometimes they split them up like night one milwaukee night two chicago vice versa so of all the people that were there on the main event roster now you got kevin steen he was there Cedric Alexander. Kevin Owens, okay. Who's yeah, Ke- Kevin Owens. Cedric Alexander. He's in the Cruiserweight. He had the thing okay. with Alicia Fox. Yeah, yeah, Fox. He's yeah. yeah. Hurt. He's hurt now. Jimmy Jacobs is a writer with WWE now. Um, NXT, there's Cassius Ono, Roderick Strong. In the Cruiserweight Classic, there was Tyson Dew, Tyson Ducks. Mm-hmm. I think it's Dew, <laughs> not Ducks. <laughs> Tyson Ducks. Yeah, and TNA, the, um, Michael Bennett, Maria Kanellis, Homicide, Eddie Kingston. Like, all of these guys that are like in top promotions adam cole young bucks like all those guys were ring of honor you know are kind of in the big leagues now
0: yeah that's that's cool and i've got to see a few guys i got to see tyler black who is now seth rollins and kevin steen who's now there and al generico sammy Zayn. so it's it's cool you get to see guys that are i guess coming up and now they're on the main roster of wwe yeah and kevin owens or kevin steen's definitely guy. i'm like there's no way this guy would ever be in wwe and i'm sure he's heard that his whole life too yeah he's He's awesome. Yeah. I used
2: to smoke. And when I when, I don't know if it was that show or another show, but when I went outside to have a cigarette, I went to the side of the building and just like typical gymnasium fashion, the only way to go out is like the side little, yeah you know, door or the push doors. And he's out there. He's on the phone. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, he's on the phone. You know, do I say anything to him? Uh-huh. Like, maybe I wait. Because yeah. I do want to say he did a good job or at least yeah, yeah. have an interaction with him. So he got off the phone. I walked up to him like, hey man, <laughs> you know, your match was awesome tonight. He's like, oh yeah, thanks. It was kind of like the extent of it because I didn't know what else to say. Yeah, like okay, I'm just going to walk away now. <laughs> so you want to hang out, or I text you? I go to podcasts.
0: You want to go to podcasts? <laughs> Speaking of um, guys that have gone on to the cruiserweight thing and all that, I don't know if you've seen. Did you watch NXT this past week? Uh, yesterday, no. Okay, so it was. If anyone gets a chance, um. The UK t- champ Tyler Bate, okay, yeah. and he faced Jack Gallagher. Yeah, and it, it was just a fun match. Like they, they did at the start, a lot of kind of like goofy, funny spots. Mm-hmm. But it was just a fun, really fun like ten minute match. So if you get a chance, check it out. The uh, Tyler Bate versus Jack Gallagher on NXT
2: this week. Yeah, so check it I'm out. watching more and more of NXT. Um... I think because Raw is just so boring <laughs> and SmackDown starting to get boring, so I'm like, I need you I know, think, a good I, wrestling I, show.
0: I think it's just just the standard, you know. We it was 100 miles an hour to WrestleMania. It's just typical, like, okay, we got to start building up again for where we want to go. Yeah. Um, I think also they're kind of in a weird position now too because they did the split, like the shakeup or whatever. It's so, still kind of been it's awkward, right? You got guys like on both shows. I think after the pay per view this week, I think they will be all set. Like, okay, yeah. now we're SmackDown, now we're Raw. Like, right. we're not going back and forth. So I think. The backlash pay per view coming up in Chicago will be a good show. Yeah. Um, I guess we could talk about this. What do you think about Ginger Mahal getting
2: a shot and pushed to the. I'm actually. I'm on his side. I want to see Ginger.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I. I. I'm th- my. So.
2: Everybody's bitching. I mean, I would probably bitch too, but I just think it's a, a fun twist. Like, this guy's been a jobber his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> he comes up. He looks like he's on roids, which. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But to get that to win a title shot, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I can see it. <laughs> um, so, every, I think, because I like what everybody hates. <laughs> so if they everybody hates it, I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. My
0: buddy called me the next day, and he lives in D.C. He's like, he just, I say, hello. He goes, Jinder Mahal.
2: Yeah,
0: and I was like, you know what? I was thinking about it all, like all morning after the night before, and I'm like, who else was in that match? It was Luke Harper, Sami Zayn, Eric Rowan, Jinder. was that? It was a four way and Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, if anyone else is in that match except for maybe Eric Rowan, they're gonna che- get cheered against Randy Orton. Like, you want a bad guy, and yeah. everybody hates Jenner. He's a good promo. Like, yeah, I like. I'm like, man, this guy's freaking annoying. You get the body right. guy, so I'm yeah. just like, all right, I get it. I get why they're tra-. and they're trying something new. It's like, well, we're sick of Orton. We're sick of Cena. Here's a new guy. We don't want that new guy. <laughs> yeah, I've
2: seen that too, and I kind of agree with it. I'm like, I not that I agree with them bitching about it. I agree that that's what people think. Because they don't want to see it. But if it's something new, yeah, I'm for it. And then when he steals the title, I think that will kind of take the title out of the... um payback match
0: and it seems like the speaking of a backlash something i'm really looking forward to is the breeze dango getting the title I mean, shots yeah they are I mean, they
2: kind of came out of nowhere but i hilari- like them
0: they're hilarious yeah. i think when breeze dango won't be over it, it's gonna sound stupid so remember when tyler breeze dressed up as nikki bella and i'm like yeah. oh he's buried he's never coming yeah. back from this so my favorite was the next We're breezy week. bella <laughs> yeah so the next week um he was dressed up as nikki bella again he went up to Daniel Bryan backstage he's like Oh, I'm Nikki Bella, blah, blah, blah. And, keeps, and Daniel Bryan's like, Tyler, what are you doing? And he goes, he Tyler kind of turns, like, he didn't fall for it. And then Fandango comes and he goes, You should have wore the wristbands. <laughs> He's got the <laughs> Nikki Bella wristbands. Yeah. He's like, You should have wore the wristbands. And yeah. just like, it, the, I hope they win the tag titles because I think they could have a better run than like Rhino and Heath Slater kind of did, like a yeah. comedy, but let's get behind him type of thing. So you've got yeah. that at Backlash. And then you've got um, potentially AJ Styles and, and, Kevin Owens for the title, a uh, U.S. title, and looks like they're building towards Nakamura versus Ziggler. So you've got solid undercard matches to that already. Yeah, and
2: I like when some of the wrestlers are able to be their goofy selves. Yeah. and play that into their character because uh-huh. I watch up up down down and Tyler Breeze is kind of funny on there, uh-huh. uh, Fandango or Fandango. like they're both just goofy guys, and yeah. to see them kind of you know put that together with their. You know, policeman gimmick. is pretty funny. We
0: were watching SmackDown, my
2: wife goes, Does it say fashion popo on their ass? I'm like, Yes.
0: She's like, that's incredible.
2: It just old school shit like that, I think, is fun. It is. It is.
0: Um well, let's let's switch over to the interview. So this is gonna be the part that we're gonna fake like we recorded it, but I said we did. So um I'm gonna edit it in here, and here is Carrie at WWE S Q D Circle Guy, and he's gonna share some of his fun wrestling story. So here is Carrie. All right, so we got Kerry on the line, uh, a.k.a. the Squared Circle Guy. Follow him on Twitter at WWE SQD Circle Guy. Kerry, how's it going? It's going well.
1: How about you? It's
0: going good. Uh, Kerry was on last time for WrestleMania Memory Stories. And if you follow Kerry on any forms of social media, Instagram or, or Twitter, we were just talking before we got on, you got an awesome uh, souvenir this year from WrestleMania, right?
1: Yeah, uh, the WrestleMania 32 turnbuckle and canvas plaque.
0: Yep, and it was signed by pretty much all the big stars like you know, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose, Cena. So it's awesome. And
1: uh, you could see a picture of that. A, it thing's huge too. What is it like 24 by 36? Something like that. Yeah, they they, they used to make them a little bigger, but now they're, they cut down the size, which I don't mind because I'm running out of wall space. <laughs> How'd you get that thing home? Uh, they FedEx shipping for free if you spent $500 or more on one item. Well, I guess that's the least they can do, right? Uh, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've been to so many shows, and you've been a fan for so long. So I thought it'd be cool to have you on for our fun wrestling story. So, do you have any one, any just fun random story you want to lead off with, or you want to talk about?
1: Oh, you know, one just popped in my head. It happened over um, this past Mania weekend, Thursday at Access. Okay. I'm um, in line. Uh, just you know, you don't know who's gonna be wearing terms of the GAs. So we're in line. It comes. It turns out it's the Freebirds: Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garvin, mm-hmm. and the guy behind me. You know, we started talking about our first show. And our first show was at the, was the same house show back in Dallas back in 89. And it's like, wow, it's just random. You'd meet someone online that went to the same house show in December 89. And we were talking about how, how you know, the Warrior-Andre match was this big man event that ended up in a 10-second squash match and how it didn't end the show and it ended with Dusty Rhodes and the Big Boss Man. It's just, you know, how poorly they used to draw back in Dallas. So that's just I thought that's kind of you a know, fun story and to when, tell.
0: And when's the last time you probably even thought about going to that show? And meanwhile, there's some guy right behind you. Out of all the people that are at Access mm-hmm. and at WrestleMania that week, you find a guy that was at a show with maybe, what, like 8,000 people that night?
1: Oh, no, probably 800 or 1,000 people. Really? It was, it still, was that bad they used, to, they used to draw there. Wow. Oh, God, yeah, it was horrible. They stopped coming for a couple of years in the mid-'90s. It was so bad.
0: That's interesting because in Chicago, like WWF, it was pretty, even house shows back as they would sell out like pretty much all the time. So that's Even back in, like, 96 when business wasn't great, they were selling out. So I can't believe that. Oh yeah, no, business didn't get good to Dallas till '96. That's well, maybe Shawn Michaels and all that stuff helped him out, right? Uh, What about you? You talked about like last time when you were meeting the Undertaker, and how it was, you know, was an awesome experience for you and all that stuff. When you do the access VIP stuff, because you get the travel package and everything, is there any uh, one guy that you met that that you that I guess kind of surprised you when you when you met him? With, um, I guess more in a positive way than a negative
1: way, for being oh, more outgoing.
0: Oh, you know that's a tough choice. I mean, you don't have to pick just one either. I mean, you could pick several if you want.
1: You know, Sasha was super sweet. Um, signed a couple things for me. Yeah, same with same with John Cena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman's always been cool. Um, Charlotte f- has always been very cool. Rick has uh, Triple H always has been Sting. Um, never really truly. Have, I say a negative experience, honestly. Well, that's me. that's good to hear.
0: You know, because when guys are they're there all day, you know, it could be easy for them to have a a bad couple seconds and ruin someone's experience. I'm glad you got pretty much positive all the way around. And I think it's kind of hard, at least for a fan, when you're at the WrestleMania and I guess any experience big show to be in a bad mood because everyone's around you, right? Like, you have you gone to like the Summerslams and stuff too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How would you compare that? Um, the SummerSlam, I guess, because now that's kind of a travel experience thing too, compared to the WrestleMania. Is it just like a mini version of WrestleMania?
1: Basically, yeah. They're trying to make it like the summer, the summer WrestleMania. Um, to me, it's a it's a big feel because it's in the New York Brooklyn area, and I kind of wish it would stay there. I'm I'm guessing it probably won't after this year, but I I personally like it being there. I wish they wouldn't move it. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's definitely different different atmosphere. It's a big it's a big weekend feel being there speaking of
0: big weekend feels, you talked about last time how you got to go to the performance center and you were going to go to that again. Do you want yes. to just tell me about that experience? I'm sure it was awesome. So that's a fun story. So I want to hear all about that. Your, your this year's performance center experience you got to do.
1: It was pretty cool. It was a condensed version of what, you know, the, the full day normally is, but we got to go in and you're seeing them practice in the different rings. In the main ring, you have DIY taking bumps with revival and they're taking bumps with, Peyton, Peyton and Billy Kay and a couple other women are in there taking bumps with the guys. And they were just rapid firing off these bumps and running the ropes just so super fast. Like, holy shit. I mean, mm-hmm. faster than what you see a cruiserweight would do and just going nonstop. And then you got six, you know, they had to, they had to take out a couple rings. So there were four of the rings. Of, you know, one was the pure women's ring, one was the beginner's ring. Mm-hmm. Just take practicing different stuff. The different trainers, Sky 2 one area working with them, Terry Taylor, in another ring, Albert Matt Bloom, working with the main ring guys. Did you get we to like? Did you get to like
0: stop and watch, or was it kind of like a walking tour?
1: Uh, both. We got to do both, and we actually they put on some matches. We got to see Bobby Roode against uh, Ty Dillinger. That was like a private
0: match for you and like twenty people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a main event of a pay per view when you got to see it yeah. like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's great. That's great. And did you get to do like the the make your own promo this time around, or no?
1: No, nah, because I mean, too many people were there, and it was just, it was just condensed four-hour version. But you know, yeah. they fed us. We got to go you know, get autographs, pictures with all the NXT title holders. And then afterwards, we got to hang out with all of them, ask questions, get pictures, autographs of everyone else there while we ate and had sodas, had water. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Was this
0: before or after the TakeOver show? Oh,
1: it was
0: after. This was Monday
1: morning. Okay, okay. So
0: this is after they had their huge rush of WrestleMania weekend. And I guess it's kind of – tough for
1: us fans to remember like at that Monday, it's back to work for a lot of these guys. Oh yeah. And the revival were taking bumps there, even though they were coming on raw that night, they were just still there practicing as if they were still a part of NXT. So you had, they didn't give any hints that like, Hey, we're heading to the arena tonight. They just kind of nope, were, like, we're, not we're at all practice.
0: Problem. Not a clue. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. So what about, you mentioned your first house show. I'm curious when you were not like a little kid, but let's say like grade school, like what are some of your fun stories from when you were a kid? Because I think that's how most of us become fans is when it kind of captures our imagination when we're younger and most of us never grow out, or at least I've never grown out of it. Um, But do you have any like fun memories of going to a show or, or maybe seeing a guy that seemed larger than life to you at the time?
1: Yeah, I remember my second half show Jake Roberts seemed much taller in person than on TV. I thought he just I like wow, pretty cool for some reason. I don't don't know why. Yeah.
0: And it's funny you say that because they were DDP was on is on Stone Cold's podcast and he was telling a story about Jake. He's like Jake's 6 foot 8. I'm like holy crap, Jake's 6 foot 8. That's really I know, he tall. doesn't
1: look it on TV at all. He's most guys seem their height but he just seemed like wow, just I was not expecting that out of him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he um as an, he's a guy that it kind of sucks, you know, he went down his path, but he's coming back up now because he was such a, a big star for me when I was a kid. He was one of my favorites, and it's easy to see why he was a natural heel, but they turned him because so many people just liked him so much.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he he could play any role he wanted. You know, I kept, it'd be great if they hired him to be like an agent or a writer or you know, trained down at the performance center. I think he'd be great fit anywhere, helping the young guys out. I think at some point he'll get there. And,
0: you know, he's kind of doing his own thing now. He does like a, he calls it the unspoken word tour. Where he goes around and tells stories. And...
1: Oh, that's a great show. I highly recommend it. Oh, you've got yeah. to
0: see that because I, I missed yeah. it last time I was here.
1: Yeah, I went to, in New York, uh, SummerSlam weekend last year. Did you get to do like a meet and greet with him too? Yeah, actually, um, he came outside and started taking pictures with us while we were waiting in line. And then we went inside for the VIP and got to do it again. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it was, just, it was a great show. And he's talked about how he hated this theme music. He hated being called Jake the Snake. He said he'd rather than Billy the Cockroach. <laughs> That's hilarious because he had one of the best theme songs ever. Oh, but, he said he actually hates it. He said, shut that fucking shit off. I hate that. When he came out, he told him to shut his music? That's awesome. Yeah, he hated it. He's like, yeah, anything but that,
0: yeah. What um, – this is, I guess, maybe throw a curveball for you because you mentioned theme music. We were talking about it uh, a couple weeks ago about some of our favorite theme musics. And right now, some of the best, I think, are obviously the Bobby Roode's and Nakamura's. Did you have a favorite, like, entrance song when you were a kid or even now? Like, this is my, I like this guy because of his music.
1: Um, Growing up, I would say Warrior, always had one of the best ones. Hogan, of course, you know, uh, iconic, Jake Roberts, same thing. Uh, Demolition love their music. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, that's all. yeah Here comes the axe. Here comes the smasher. And the smasher. Yep. <laughs> literally telling you what's going to happen. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Slick's music. The the uh, Jive Soul Brawl. Yeah, Jive mm-hmm. Soul Brawl. That's great. <laughs> he, was, he was um one of the the more fun managers, I guess, as far as a colorful manager, which they didn't really have anymore. Um, the one manager that's still kind of around is Paul Ellerling, he's with the Authors of Pain.
1: Yeah.
0: You're going to the NXT show in Chicago, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to, I, I think I'm going to be front row, but front row in the 200 level, so a little bit farther away from you. Um, did you get to go to the NXT show when it was in Chicago last time at the Porridge Theater?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I went to the evening
0: show. Okay, I yeah. was at was that one too. I'm a little curious how it's going to react because NXT's crowd is, is bigging, but this isn't a WrestleMania week. What do you think the crowd's going to be like? Do you think it's going to be hot because Chicago's a big enough town for this, or do you think it's going to be a little touch and go?
1: I think overall it's going to be hot overall, honestly, because, I mean, because I mean, the Chicago crowd is the kind of crowd that, that likes NXT, likes that, kind of, like, likes that, yeah. that style of show. And so I think overall it, it'll be loud and raucous.
0: Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily like a fun story I want to ask you, but I want to ask your opinion on it because it seems like everyone's talking about it, and we talked about it. What do you think about Jinder Mahal getting this, this big push now in the title shot after being a guy who was losing for weeks and weeks and weeks? Also, he's in the title shot picture.
1: Uh, it's something different and fresh. I said, let's see where it goes, see what happens. Let's see if it's a, can it can make the most of it or it's just a wasted, a wasted opportunity. I mean, I think you got to have fresh faces and it shows a little unpredictability. So I figured, you know, why, why not? You know? Yeah. You and can't, you can't bitch about wanting something new and different. And when it happens, you you say it sucks and it was stupid. Yeah. Well, it pe- plays out.
0: Pia, people want different from what they want only. It might not be what everybody else wants. And I, I brought this up on today's show and it's going to be maybe repeated, but, Jinder Mahal is a guy that nobody likes, and they need and you can't have a guy Randy Orton facing a guy where the crowd's kind of fifty fifty on. This is your classic, here Orton's the good guy, Mahal's the bad guy matchup, which I think is missing a lot in today's product. And I think this will be fun for kind of an old school fan type of thing.
1: Oh, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, and I think they're gonna. I think it's how good of a match they're gonna put on. Mm-hmm. What about? Um, do you have any other?
0: On just like random like stories you mentioned about you running into the guy at the house show. What about anything else? Like, hey, I made a friend because of this, or um, I made a friend because of sitting front row or type of thing. I'm sure you've met, met people over the years, but anyone you've gotten close to or anything like
1: that? Um, well, my friend Hal, I came closer. I ended up being a groomsman in his wedding last year. After getting known through traveling to manias, you know, just different through a circle of friends. Mm-hmm um he's the one who always holds up for mania summertime holds up the suplex city number signs okay, okay um uh what's funny how i met this whole group was years ago as a guy he used to go all the time he always sat front row and i bought a ticket he had an extra front row ticket for no way out 2007 in l.a i thought yeah sure what the hell i'll go why not and he i remember he asked me he said now before i say his ticket you know who's your which team do you cheer for and i said well it's a tough choice because i like taker and michael's they're both on opposing teams okay he's like okay as long as 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 you're not cheering on cena you can have the ticket and
0: that was when cena hate was like at its height in 2007
1: (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah seriously and it's funny as we got sit there talking i said he started yelling out i said did you go to judgment day 2006 were you sitting in this spot in this seat yelling out this and that he's like yeah i was like Oh, I remember you and your friend were so drunk and so just hilarious. The shit you were shouting out—it's like I still remember to this day. And he's like, he's one of those random things. It's like how I met the person a year later. We became close friends, and then I met the circle of friends, and mm-hmm. it grew—it grows bigger and bigger every year through mania. Yeah,
0: and I'll tell you this story really quick. So my guest last week, KB from KBWrestlingReviews.com, he—he uh, he gets confused all the time for he's called the smiley smiley guy, the guy with the green smiley shirt. He's always sitting next to you. Yeah. So he looks just like him and he's like, everybody thinks that's me. He's like, it's not, I cannot afford those tickets. It's not me. <laughs> so if you get a chance, look on KB site, there's a picture of him. You'll probably laugh because you, you know, the smiley, smiley shirt guy, they look exactly the same. And it's just another uh-huh. weird coincidence in this crazy world of pro wrestling. We all live in. It's KB on, on Twitter. Or yep. At, at KB reviews. Um, oh, okay. the, the, yeah, that'll get you to his website. Basically. Um, I plug him all the time. He's reviewed every show you could ever think of and gives it like a um like a grading, a great A, B, C, D or F. So okay. if you're ever looking for like a random show like I wonder like if I don't remember this. Was this any good? He gives yeah. a fun he's not snarky about it. It's a fun breakdown and he gives like some history at the time. He's he just loves writing. Um okay. but yeah, he just he's just like that's not me. I think it's because they have the same uh dark goatee. I think that's what it is.
1: Gotcha, okay.
0: Yeah. Um well it's awesome that you get to meet friends who through there through there and you are now a, a groomsman at someone's wedding through wrestling. Uh before we wrap up here in a few minutes, you got any other random stories at all? Anything you want to tell that we, had, we didn't touch on yet?
1: Uh let's see. Well, um I was able to find an old picture of when I met Edge at WrestleMania 18 Access. Okay. Uh, they took a professional folder and put it in a nice little frame for you. And I took that met him this past many a weekend to get him signed. He's just like, oh wow. He's like, oh man, I look so young, now I look so old and feeble. And he's just like, oh my God, that's so awesome, thanks for sharing. He was so nice to actually see something like that. I try to bring something different and unique for wrestlers to sign, not just the same old standard stuff. What else have you brought that's unique that you can think of? Because that's, that's um, fun. Uh, a replica, a Star K-93 replica ticket that WCW sold many years ago mm-hmm. through the magazine. And so I had that signed by uh, Vader and Flair.
0: I was going to ask if you got them both to sign it. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great because I was a huge WWF guy, but I watched WCW um, whenever I could see it was on, and I was in on that Flair versus Vader feud. That was the one thing I was in on.
1: Yeah, I remember that was like the the thing for '93 to finally see Vader lose the title. Did uh, did uh, Vader
0: or Flair like look like say, "Oh, this is kind of cool" or anything, or they just would just sign it and pushed it on?
1: They, Vader did. I think Flair had a little too much, and because <laughs> I, I I asked him, "Hey, how about those Tar Heels?" He's like, yeah, man, Milwaukee's a great town. I said, no, no. How about the Tar Heels? You know, they're in the playoffs that year. I was like, yeah, man, I love going to Milwaukee. It's, and I said, thank you, sir. Thank
0: you, sir. <laughs> yeah. When he signed my uh, Royal Rumble '92 uh, VHS, I had him mm-hmm. sign that because, like, you know, he wanted it, it as a big deal for him and everything. And he kind of looked at it for a second and he didn't say anything, but he did kind of like glance it over. So I think he was like, because oh, there was a big line, you want to cause a big, you know, stir over. It, but maybe yeah. he saw something. Anything else? Any other cool items you can think of that you got guys to sign before? I know not I pitch put you on the spot there. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: not off the top of my head. I can think of the moment. I probably could come to me later. Uh, yeah. I was just thinking. I was thinking of a random story as a kid of wrestling. How yeah, how I really didn't know much about TV or anything back then. But I remember so uh, watching Saturday Night's main event. You know the Hogan Andre thing uh-huh. back in '88. I was like, okay, I got to watch this. No matter what, I'm going to keep up with this. I'm not going to forget because I used to. I usually forget and I catch up on it every so often. And so I'm looking forward to the next Saturday night. And I see this thing called Saturday Night Live. I said, what is this stupid show? This will never, it's not, This is not a good show. It's not going to last long. Bring <laughs> back wrestling. What idiot would bring this on? You know, and I realized yeah, yeah. it was a big, huge TV thing with a kid. I'm thinking, this is the dumbest thing I ever heard of, Saturday Night Live. What is that?
0: Yeah, and uh, it's funny you mentioned Saturday Night's main event. So that was on late. Like, you know, it replaced Saturday Night Live. So I would always like, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to stay up. I'm not going to fall asleep. I'd see the first segment, and I'd always fall asleep. So <laughs> And there was no DVR, unless you are videotaping it. You didn't see it. You never saw that show. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Mm-mm. So it's such a big deal to miss, man. So I'm glad you shared some of those fun stories. I loved hearing about unique items and meeting fans um, and being a groomsman in someone's wedding. So I appreciate you coming on again. Uh, remember, guys, if you want to win our uh, mega giveaway, we're calling it for the Positively Processing Podcast, you have to be following Carrie. You're at WWE SQD Circle Guy. That's your, your Instagram, too, right?
1: Uh, the, uh, the, it's the square to the square is spelled out on oh, Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're not limited to characters on that, I guess. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, you're going to follow him on Twitter at WWESQD circle guy. Uh, carries always usually tweeting pictures of, of where he's at, if you're at a show. So you kind of get a ringside preview of the show before the, the pay-per-view start. You going to payback or no?
1: Nah, I'm taking a little break, so then my next shows will be the Chicago Takeover and Backlash. Giving okay, give yourself a little
0: break, so keep an eye out for him. He will be uh, camera side in the black squared circle shirt next to the probably the same old cast of characters. You're always like, who is that guy? Now you know a guy, you know Kerry, yep.
1: who's front row at the shows. Yeah, um, it'll be, be the same crowd for the most part, same people there. Yep, well thanks man for coming on, I really appreciate it. I appreciate it, thank you for having me on. Take care.
0: Thanks Kerry for coming on. Really appreciate that. We don't know what you said yet, but hopefully it was good. I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> Kerry's an awesome guy, and he's been awesome to take time to...
2: You can't, you can't even pretend it was great. You're like, oh, that was so great.
0: <laughs> well, it probably will be. Okay. But he... So he's... Um, Kerry's, um, like a, according to like his bio, he's like licensed physical therapist type person. So he has like a lot of appointment stuff. Mm-hmm. So it actually does take time out of his day to do it, to come talk to me. So I appreciate it. Yeah. And one thing the the feedback that i've gotten for the show that we've done over the past several, you know however many shows we've had here is i like the idea of of the positive spin on it because we there's tons of stuff to complain about which we don't we be everyone's all be like eh, i don't really like that but for the most part it's a positive show I and mean, at the same time i feel like we don't just shill and say everything's amazing mm-hmm. because, like because it's not <clears throat> but like stuff we're talking about today like gender is great he was giving them a push and then the fashion popo was hilarious yeah. and got good undercard stuff coming up so we've got fun stuff to talk about yeah. i want to keep it that way there was a
2: friend he posted online that uh the bollywood boys or i guess the Singh brothers now but the bollywood bollywood boys or bollywood brothers whatever it was yeah. he's like they should just dye their hair blonde they call themselves the bollywood blondes <laughs> i'm like that'd be a fun throwback for like older fans uh-huh. and the new people have no idea what the hell that means <laughs>
0: Hollywood blondes. <laughs> all right. Let's go to a fun throwback story of my own here. All right. <laughs> and Sorry, great story. <laughs> you got to talk. I'm going to cough. Sorry. I have a tickle in my throat. And right. I'm sick like you. Tell
2: your story. You have to get something to drink. <clears throat> so I guess <laughs> it was in 97, the Bulls won the championship, right? So NWO kind of started in 96. So yeah. they were, like, super, super hot. Like, everybody was talking about NW, at least a lot of people that I knew. So I'm like, well, i want to go to one of these shows. Next time it comes to Chicago, United Center. Um talk about, like, a Nitro? Yeah, Nitro. Okay. So, I mean, it could have been a house show. I really didn't care. It was, if they came to Chicago, I wanted to see him. So it turned out it was going to be Nitro. It was, like, June 16th, like the day before my birthday. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll make it my birthday present all that kind of stuff. So I went with a couple people from Service Merchandise. I don't know if you remember them. Karen, uh, Carrie... Egbert, yeah, uh, Karen Zutant, yeah. Musa Zugayer. Yeah, I remember you guys yeah.
0: were so you're like a couple years older than me, like yeah. I think three years older than me. Yeah, so like it's now it's that big of an age gap, but when I'm 16, you guys are 19. That's a big difference. Yeah. So that's kind of why. Like, so like, we had our own group we hung out with. SMc. So go yeah, with your story.
2: <laughs> so I was a big NWO fan. I knew Musa was, and Carrie and Karen were just. I mean, we were just all friendly together. Uh huh. Um, so like, yeah, let's go to the show. So we get there, and I mean, we're just wit. It's so, like, electric in there because the Bulls just won the championship. We're in the house of the Bulls. Like, they won, like, three days ago. They won the title, uh, championship title. Um, NWO, well, we're all in our seats, all that kind of stuff. Show's about to start. And on the big old little Nitro-Tron or whatever it was, they show a big limo pulling up. Hogan comes out. He's the world champ out of the limo. Hogan's the world champ. Um, Hall and Nash, they're the tag team champs. Six pack. he's a cruiserweight champ. Rodman comes out. Like, everybody's, like, just totally just uh-huh. going nuts for Rodman and NWO. It's just insane. Like, I can't even explain how crazy it was in there. So they come out, and they're, you know, being super cool, smoking stogies, cigars. Just Everybody just wants to be there. Like, oh, these guys are so awesome. <laughs> I mean, plus having having Rodman with them, people, I mean, I guess
0: maybe they would kind of know because the Bulls were pretty much a national phenomenon. You either loved them or hated them. But being here, like they own the city like the they were so good with like the team they had mm-hmm. it was just expect like okay, yeah, we're just gonna win it like we got it, we're gonna win yeah. the championships and ninety seven like you said, yeah they won the title a couple days before in the united center they won right. the title it was their second it was their fifth or fifth overall, yeah, and like the second of the back to back titles,
2: yeah, so they so they come to the ring, I think savage was with them too, so it's it's like your top guys, like in wrestling: Savage, Hogan, Nash, Hall. I don't know about Six, but Six is in there. Bischoff is there. So this is like I think the best. The N- the NWO is going to be because they kind of fall out, they kind of split up, all that kind of stuff over the years. So I'm like, these guys are amazing. Um, so they come out and they're cutting promo on Andre the Giant and Lex Luger. Um, Hogan calls Andre up, the Giant. I'm, I'm sorry, the Giant. The Big Shot. The, <laughs> the giant. Big, Well, they call it, he's the Giant. Yeah. Um, so he's calling Stinky Giant, which I'm like, come on, Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> you big Stinky Giant and Flexy Lexi. <laughs> like, Hogan, come on. <laughs> well, that. That's all so Hogan. That's great. Yeah. So I guess they had a match. Rodman and Hogan had a match against the Giant and Luger, like at the next pay-per-view, bashing mm-hmm. the beach or whatever it was. So they're just doing their little promo, and he's just saying how Rodman you know, could beat both of you with his eyes closed, all this kind of stuff. It might have been different. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> So at the end of the night, everybody's still kind of just going through the two hours of Nitro. At the end of the night, um, NW comes back out, calls Luger, and the giant out, and Hogan, Hall, Nash, Rodman, all these guys are out there, and I guess to make a long story short because my mouth is getting dry. I'll get some. You have some <clears> some, <throat> some drink here in a second. Yeah. So... The Giant and Luger come out, and NWO just attacks them, hits them with the belt and clotheslines and all this kind of stuff. And Rodman, people are so pissed that I don't know what they're so mad about because I thought they were cool. Like, everybody's throwing their garbage in the ring.
0: Yeah, that was a thing and WCW. Everyone threw trash in the ring. Yeah, and
2: it was just insane. And I remember, because on the camera side, when you're watching TV, there's, like, the hard cam side, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. I was on the opposite side. So most of the night, all I saw were people's back of their heads uh-huh. when they were talking. And I just remember Rodman being there and all the garbage and just how cool NWO was. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best night. I was so exhausted because I was screaming and hollering and having such a good time.
0: (laughs) I wonder if there ever is going to be a group like that that has people hating them so much that they're throwing trash at them again. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I mean, you've got the Bullet Club, but I don't think they're that hated, although I don't watch a lot of New Japan. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, there's a lot of top guys in that group, too, as far as New Japan goes.
0: There you go. (laughs) There you go. I have a little sip of something. Uh, yeah. I never got to go to WCW show, and I think it's because I lied to myself. So WCW sucks. I hated WCW, but they were fun, especially when Robin Luther was, was watching mm-hmm. them. Okay. I'll go to the story I was going to tell before I had a coughing fit there for a sec. Um, I mentioned it before on our Toys and Video Games podcast about this little mini Raw is War wrestling figure set. I have it over here in the corner, and it's basically a ring that's about. I don't know, like six, six by six. Yeah, six inches by six inches, and it's got a cage that built on top of it, and the little figures. Six are,
2: by six squared circle. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it got the cage gimmick, <laughs> and uh, the the figures are about a one inch figure each. So this this was the group in this this set. It came with Ahmed Johnson, Gold Dust, Mankind, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Farouk, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. So those six guys. I cannot believe I remember that off the top of my head. I thought I was going to forget one, but I got them all. So what I would do. Because because I had all of them at once. Like, normally you buy figures, it's like you get one at a time. I'm like, okay, these are my six guys, and it came with the Intercontinental Belt. Like, that's the belt it came with. I'm like, this is my territory, so I'm going to book this <laughs> this territory of, of these six guys. And I think the big heel of the group was Gold Dust, and he had a faction with Triple H and Farouk, and the good guys were Austin... Ahmed and Mankind mm-hmm. but Austin didn't want anybody's help so like, I booked this whole huge storyline and the best part is this is right around the time WWF the music volume 2 CD came out so there was already volume One, which was full metal of the album so I had all their theme songs so, I would play them to walk into the ring mm-hmm. and I would build towards the big cage match for the championship and thank God my you mom, got a cage you got to use it <laughs> right so, you got you got to finish the storyline and thank God because I would do it in my room when I was this is probably sixth seventh grade and, like, thank God, like, no one came in like, hey, what the hell are you doing in there? You know, <laughs> playing CDs. What are you doing here,
2: little nerd? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I'm having a wrestling match. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm booking the territory. <laughs> Got to book the finish. Right. Um, but it was also fun. So it, uh, it came with a little, uh, like, launch pad thing, like a spring-loaded catapult, basically. Mm-hmm. And that was used for, like, the ultimate, like, grudge match. Like, oh, no, Austin's climbing to the top of the cage. Oh, he's gonna use a catapult. He catapults off the top. I'd like. I would call the match very quietly myself. <laughs> of course, you got Yeah, don't want to embarrass yourself. No, no, definitely not. <clears throat> um, but that was just something that I hope that kids still do. Whereas they kind of use their imagination, not with with any toys, use their imagination and kind of like this is what's happening with my guys. And my I universe. would hope that they do.
2: I think they would, but although kid, video games are so prevalent right now, I don't video know. Games,
0: it's mostly like it's like iPads and tablets. Yeah. It's like here, here's your tablet. You shut up for seven hours. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much. Where with my kid, I gave her a bunch of the old Hasbro toys, mm-hmm. and she loves like whacking them together. And she's too little to understand. So did I. <laughs> yeah, right. You love playing with them, and uh, so she she likes playing with the actual toys and stuff. And I, I'm excited to see her grow up and her. Hopefully, use her imagination more and more and things like that. We yeah. try to. Limp- I think technology is bad. I'm not. This is like a rant. Like I never will give my kid an iPhone to look because it's convenient. Like, hey, you want to? You see never phone? know. In 15
2: years, iPhones are probably not even going to be around. It's all no. in your brain.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's going to be like you're going to like voom, like look down at your hand. It's going to be on. Yeah, your hand. that's crazy. Sex robots and all that stuff. <laughs> oh. No one's leaving the house. <laughs> Can't wait.
2: <laughs> Can't wait till the price comes down on those
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazon next day shipping. They're going to drone drop it off. Yeah. Uh, but I think part of that, that's why I, I actually have that toy still. That's not my original toy set I have in the corner. That is one I found on eBay. <clears throat> it was new in box, and it's not that collectible of a toy, but to me it was. So I got it for like 12 bucks or something. I think I knew it was 20 at the time when my mom bought it yeah, for that's me. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. I'll tweet a picture of it out to everyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. But think of a, a little mini playset, set, basically, and that's all it is. Uh, you got another story? Because I got a couple more.
2: No, oh, you can go ahead.
0: Uh, so I, I've got this in front of me. Speaking of, like, my childhood here. Uh,
2: uh, so I'll step out for a second? Go ahead.
0: So I've got this, uh, I don't know if anyone remembers this, the Survivor Series 1990. This is the only time they did this, and this is back when they did do four-on-four uh, four Survivor Series elimination matches. They What they would do was, at the end of the night for Survivor Series 90, every team that has Survivor would go on to the ultimate Survivor match and then they would face each other at the end of the night. So basically, it was the good guys versus the bad guys. And I thought this was such an awesome idea because, oh man, these bad guys heel team, like I think it was Rick Martel's team, every single one of his guys survived. So it was an entire team of four. So they had automatically had a big advantage over the good guys. And it ended up being at the end, I think it was just an excuse for Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior to raise their hands together at the end of the show. But it was just so much fun to watch the show and think, okay, doing like the math in my head, all right, this team, you know the uh, the Warriors, which is Warrior, Legion of Doom, and Texas Tornado, uh, versus the perfect team. Okay, only Warrior's survivor, so that's good that he won. But it would have been nice if the, the Legion of Doom was with him. Um, at the end, also this was the famous gobbledygooker Gooker show, which I never got. I always thought it was stupid, but even when I was a kid, it was dumb. But also, what I thought was cool about this was I. Uh, the videotape cover of it, um, it's got, it's a Survivor Series, the classic Survivor Series logo, Survival of the Fittest. But it doesn't show, like, Hulk Hogan's team versus whoever. It says, on top of it, it says, <clears throat> Hulkamaniacs, and it's got Hulk Hogan's team, which is him, Tugboat, Big Bossman, and Hacksaw. It says Hulkamaniacs battle natural disasters. doesn't have a picture of the disasters. Right under them, it's a picture of the Warriors <laughs> team. Warrior Legion of Doom Texas Tornado, and it says the Warriors battle the perfect team. Yeah, <coughs> but it looks like the Hulkamaniacs are facing the Warriors, which is bullshit. Because <laughs> so at the time the tape the story went to always the tape was always out, so I just assumed oh they faced each other. I cannot wait to see that mm-hmm. <laughs> my two favorites, but it never happened, and yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this
2: this, this awesome cover out here? Nothing. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, it's old <laughs> I don't know what possibly. to tell you. I like the little pictures on the side. You got Tugboat on one side, Bossman on the other. Yeah, man. Big boss so man. So when you uh, organize your collection sideways, you could, you know, put your favorite. <laughs> Which fat man you like more?
0: Bossman, for sure.
2: Oh, yeah, Bossman. Everybody knows our affinity for Bossman.
0: Yeah, and yours. with the, I will take the wrestling
2: buddy, Bossman. Oh, yeah, I would. <sighs> Is this where you insert the song? <coughs>
0: I'm not going to insert. I'm just going to pull it my iPhone. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> so what did you think of the uh, the Hulkamaniacs team?
0: Uh, honestly, I was never a Tugboat fan. I always liked Hacksaw. Yeah. But I always thought Tugboat was stupid.
2: I got the impression like Tugboat and Hogan were best friends because they would like save each other at one point. If you a trip we could talk. And I'm like, okay, well, then they're they're cool. I mean, that's Hogan's friend. I knew Hacksaw, you know, had the flag, and Hogan had the flag. I'm like, okay, they're cool. Yeah. man I never really understood. Yeah.
0: I don't know. But Did the Warriors was-
2: made sense because they were all Warriors, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior.
0: Well, the Texas uh, Tornado doesn't really fit in there.
2: Um, He was, I forgot what Warrior he was before WWF, so that, that made sense to me.
0: The Texas Tornado was? Yeah. He was like lone... What was his name? The Renegade Warrior? I know what you're talking about. No, he's Matt. like
2: Lone Warrior. I don't remember what he was. <laughs> but then he got the Road Warrior. I was like, okay, oh, well, that makes sense. Oh. I'm going to look him up. Yeah. <laughs> Text Kerry... Yeah. 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 who his actual name was. He was... Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> believe I don't remember. You
0: know, I actually... um They... Something to Wrestle podcast with Bruce Pritchard. They talked about Survivor Series 90. I think they talked about that specifically. He was called the something warrior. Oh, modern day warrior. Modern day, yeah, he was yeah. something. And he used to wrestle like barefoot and stuff too, I remember, which is yeah. weird. Oh, well. Uh, I got one more story to tell, and it's kind of my favorite story. So do you want to tell one, or do you got one? Before no, go? I'm out. Okay. I was
2: just going to add on to
0: whatever you had. <laughs> All right. So when I moved, when I grew up, when I was in basically from when I was born until I was eight, seven or eight years old, I lived in Chicago, went to a Catholic school. So we like get you all your friends. You all went to school together on the same block. And then we moved out to the suburbs and I met, I moved here in second grade and I didn't really have a lot of friends. You know, you, you kind of made friends with people you sat next to in school and on the bus, the bus right home. Keep in mind, the bus is a new thing for me because at my school before I would walk, because we lived really close to mm-hmm. it. Um, I would just kind of sit by myself all the time and I was just kind of, it wasn't like, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I was sad about it. I just like, Oh, I guess I sit by myself and like kids kind of would tease me a little bit uh, and like maybe behind my back or whatever. I don't know.
2: Oh, I was in the same boat.
0: Yeah. Like, I I don't know. And one time we were at the store, my mom and I were, and there was a Hulk Hogan painter's hat, like a cartoon painter's hat. I'm like, and I'm obsessed with this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So this mom, can I get it? And she's like, and I don't know why. My mom never like would say, she'd say yes a lot more than I remember, I guess. it's like, yeah, sure. So I got the hat. and am like, I look fucking the shit
2: on the tits of this hat. And I was thinking that. <laughs> I'm the tits in this hat. I,
0: you know, probably that's what I thought at seven years old. No, I'm just, but anyway, um, that day... And that day, the next day, like, it was over the weekend, so that Monday... Kind of see where this is going. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious what you think's going to happen. I think I'm going to get beat up for it. No, no, no. No, no, no.
2: Let me finish the story, sir. Okay. I didn't wear it... Um, First of all, my impression, I'm like, oh, this you know, sweet little quiet kids coming in with those cool painter's and It's just... This just getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell the story.
0: Okay. So... um. I, w- I didn't wear it to school that day, but I had, like, in my backpack.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then one of my friends in class was a big wrestling fan, so I showed it to him, and, like, he's like, oh, awesome, but he didn't live by me, so he was on the same bus route. So I was wearing it, and I ended up wearing it on the bus, kind of forgot I had it on, and, like, I had to sit the back of the bus today because it was crowded. And that's, of course, you know, the cool kids are all sit in the right. back of the bus. Yeah. and. What's funny about that is I used to think they sat in the back of the bus because it was extra bumpy. Like that was the reason they sat in the back of the bus. where you could smoke. Right. And you don't see the bus driver. Yeah.
2: And you're smoking at seven years old. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't take a bus till I was in high school. Okay. So that's where my story comes from. <laughs> all right. All right,
0: right. So anyway, so I was just sitting there and some kid asked me, he's like, hey, let me see your hat. Oh, and I, shit. And I was like, okay. He's like, like, he's like, oh, and like he was telling me that like, you like wrestling and like we were talking. And then he went to toss it back to me. And then some kid intercepted it. Oh, man. I, like, like trying to pick keep away. And then I was like, give me my hat back. And, like, I never really stood up for myself. Yeah. And he's like, give me a hat back. He's like, no, no, no. So I literally just, I remember I grabbed his arm, pulled him down, took my hat back. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, it's was just joking. I thought we could play catch with it. And for some reason, it seemed like a good idea. Yeah. So I was like, sure. So everyone on the back <laughs> of the bus played catch with my hat.
2: Yeah. And
0: it was like, it was basically turned into a little bit of a game of, Kill the guy with the ball, but it was kill the guy with the hat. Yeah. So it was throw the ball or throw the hat, catch it. Like, ah, and like we were screaming yelling, and the bus started like, what the hell's going on back there? But he didn't care. Um, he just had to yell. It's like, <laughs> so you got to sit down. I'm driving. But yeah. this is 1991. Nobody cares. So we were playing back and forth, throwing the hat, and then it was my stop, and I'm thinking, they better give my hat back. And then it was my stop. And I'm like, hey, it's my stop. And the kid who initially took it said, here you go, give it right back to me. And from the oh, rest man, of the year, you like the hero rest of the year, I had friends.
2: Nice. Rest the rest of the year. Look at you. All it took was a stand-up for yourself.
0: I think it was the Hogan hat and how people were like, man, this kid looks pretty pretty fucking badass
2: with that yeah. hat. That's a pretty sweet fucking hat. Where did he get it? <laughs> Probably Walmart or something. <laughs> I do have another story. It's, okay. It's not as cool as that one. Okay. But I, I think I was in seventh or eighth grade, and I had a friend, another friend, another guy named Eric. So there's a lot of Eric's in this this world of me and you. Um, so he kind of introduced me into wrestling again cause I watched as a little kid, but then to be hardcore, like we watched it a lot. So he was my best friend. I don't know if he, if I was his best friend cause yeah. he had another friend, Mike, that I think was his best friend.
0: Okay. So you just kind of slayed into his, his life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was trying to steal him from Mike. <laughs> so then him and Mike were hanging out and he invited me to come over so I'm kind of like the odd man out because I know I don't have the bond with him that, <laughs> that, the, that those other two have. So then they want to go to their friend's house. And I have no idea where they're going, but they're like, yeah, we do this wrestling thing outside. I'm like, okay, cool. Like they were just wrestling in the yard, like do the moves and backdrops and clotheslines and all that kind of shit, like in the yard. I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. So we go over there and... They're doing tag teams. There's a couple of guys sitting on the side, and, you know, we're doing little things. I didn't even get any action. I didn't get tagged in or anything. I'm just kind of standing there. (laughs) But then all of a sudden, someone Uh gets hit hit in the face with a rock. I'm nowhere near the rocks. Okay. Anything like that. And the kid looks at me. He's like, hey, you threw a rock at me. I'm like, no, I didn't. Because yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like you, just kind of quiet and shy. And uh-huh. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and Fuck he's you. like, yeah, yeah, you did. Then his friend is like, yeah, I saw you throw the rock. I'm like, bullshit, I didn't throw the rock. Then his mom comes out. He's like, yeah, he threw a rock. I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm trying to appeal to the mom, like the sweet little kid. And she's like, yeah, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, we got to go. <laughs> and I never threw the rock. That's it. Yeah, I didn't know... Was, a,
0: was the kid bleeding, or was he just like...
2: No, crying? he was just acting like a little baby. Like a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like Jake Straight the Straight up bitch. <laughs> you a bitch! <laughs> Fuck you.
0: Ah, oh, these were fun stories. They were. They were fun stories. <laughs> I love... They're all somewhat wrestling-related. I'm sorry, I kind of burped. I tried to avoid it. Oh, that's fine. A little bit. No big deal. Sorry, guys. Uh, I think we could wrap up the show for this week. Okay, and that went
2: by pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a ton
0: of stories, and... I have a lot of back and forth, talk some current product.
2: Nice. going to have
0: the interview with Kerry, WWE Squared Circle guy. And one more time, guys, um, I mentioned it early at the start of the show. This is the final morning chance to enter in the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast Mega Giveaway. I think you nailed it. (laughs) I think so. And really quick, just to remind her how to enter. You got to be following us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. You have to be following last week's guest on Twitter KB Wrestling Reviews at KB Reviews. Follow this week's guest Carrie at WWE SQD Circle Guy. Then tweet me a screenshot showing you're following us, and well, you don't have to me Carrie and KB, and you're automatically entered. And I will announce the winner on Wednesday. I'll shoot it on Twitter, tag the person on Twitter, and shoot them a DM, and they will get a fun prize from your friends at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. That's all I got this week. Uh, did you see um, the WWE shop we started at the beginning? They have the mystery boxes back. No. This time they're fifty bucks or a hundred bucks. Really? Were yeah. they twenty five or something? Yeah, it was twenty five. Okay. And, and it says like you get accessories, yeah, and, I like, don't, up to six t shirts. And like someone's like, I bet it's those stupid fucking WWE watch that they couldn't sell.
2: Yeah, man. I don't like mystery boxes. Like, I like to know what I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> so even if I do, like, well, there's other boxes for, like, Funko products, uh-huh. which I guess is wrestling-related because they make wrestling. But there's, um, yeah, these boxes. But unless there's, like, some sort of leak of what's in it, I won't buy it.
0: Yeah. You're not you're not buying it. No, I'm not going to waste my money because I've been burned, like, a
2: couple times with that. And I'm like, oh, this is crap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, there's your lesson, guys. Don't send Eric a mystery box. No, or I guess you can if you didn't pay for yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's free. It's I'll take free it. in. Okay, guys, follow on Twitter at PPW Podcast. Send an email to PPW Podcast at gmail dot com. Subscribe on iTunes it's a Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Eric, all right,
2: fun to be back.
0: Thanks for coming back. Well, yeah. we'll hopefully see you guys next week with Eric. I'm definitely going to be here next week. We'll will-
2: uh, I'll figure something out. <laughs> I'll work some things around to fit it in my schedule. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.